Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. When I was a teen, my mother walked in my room and turned off my boombox and then just walked out. This is very strange, so I go after her to see what's up, and she's nowhere on the stairs. I look for her, and she's having a seizure in the kitchen. There was a decent-sized pool of blood where she had hit her head also. No way she could have gotten there and bled that much, even if she sprinted. This wigged me out. So in the hospital, I tell her. She got really quiet for a bit, then told me that she had no memory from that whole day, except... From the floor, she could see me standing at the kitchen entryway. Then I ran past myself into the kitchen. She has no other memory until waking up in the hospital a couple of days later. Decades later, I was dozing off in her hospice room. I thought I woke up to her by my chair, hand on my shoulder, telling me to take my dad to get some pie and coffee across the street. Then I actually woke up. It was so disorienting. I figured Dad needs food and some air, so I convinced him to go. When we walked back into the hospice, her nurse came up and told us that she had passed. I think my mom wanted my dad out of there so she could go. That story was sent anonymously. In my dad's childhood house, he used to see a woman dressed in white carrying a candelabra. As he grew up, he chalked it up to childhood imagination. Years later, he overheard a woman at his job describing a ghost that she saw in her house. A woman dressed in white carrying a candelabra. He asked where she lived, and it was the same house that he had grown up in. That was sent from Lisa in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I was 19 and living at home. I woke up one night to see this huge, it was almost reaching the ceiling, black hooded thing. It was just standing there next to my wardrobe. I froze and I stayed in my bed, too scared to move. It was there for at least 10 seconds before it vanished. I had nightmares for weeks with that thing in it. Fast forward 15 years, my younger sister, who has had that room for years, Asked me if I had ever seen anything weird in that bedroom. And tells me about the hooded thing that she had seen. I never told anyone about what I saw. Especially not my sister who was only four years old at the time. The story was sent by Black Cat. Okay, my cousin and I recalled this experience at her grandmother's house that I had completely blocked out of my mind. Her grandmother was bedridden at the time and the only one living in the house. We were lying in the bed watching a show. The bedroom door was cracked. We could hear her grandmother snoring lightly. Her room was only separated from ours by the bathroom. I get sick to my stomach thinking about this next part. We started hearing footsteps in the hall. We immediately thought that her grandmother had somehow gotten out of bed, but we still could hear her snoring. 
The footsteps were slow and heavy. Then they got closer. I was truly paralyzed with fear. My cousin sidestepped the door and quickly closed it with a fully outstretched arm. When we told my aunt the next day, she said, Yeah, imagine how I felt growing up there. They won't hurt you. We heard stories of the house being haunted, but that was our only first-hand experience. Truly terrifying. The story was sent from Lisa in Oregon. It was in my old apartment right before I moved out. My friend was staying over and I was on my phone at the moment that she got up and left to go somewhere. With the corner of my eye, I saw her entering my room. When she came back, she asked me why I wanted to scare her. I was confused because I never left the room. She told me that she was washing her hands. She saw someone standing behind her in the mirror. But when she turned around, no one was there. I asked her what she was doing in my room and she told me she wasn't in my room. The next day, another friend was staying over. She couldn't sleep all night and she cried because someone was running around the apartment laughing. My dog was growling at the door and she heard an old lady crying. Thank God I slept like a baby and didn't have to witness that. The next night I was alone and I could hear long nails tapping inside the closet, heavy breathing. Yeah, thank God I moved away. The story was sent anonymously. The most compelling paranormal experience I've ever had was when my older sister had visions of the future. Three of us sisters were playing in the kitchen while my dad was away hunting. My older sister screamed suddenly, staring in shock. Younger sis and I asked what was wrong. She said that she saw a massive whitish column moving toward her. Not like an apparition, she had a vivid peripheral hallucination the way that many often do. But this one was uniquely powerful. We kept playing. Ten minutes later, she screamed again. This time, she thought our dad had entered the room wearing an oddly greenish shirt. It was weird, and we made it a point to cherish the spookiness of this evening. Well, next day, our dad was still away. My sisters were poking around in an old closet, and they found a large white sack. It was unusually large, maybe 9 or 10 feet long. It was made out of tight hamper-like netting, and it was shaped like a sleeping bag. It was so bizarre. It spurred my younger sister to climb inside it. She then proceeded to chase older sister around the house. They found me in the kitchen, where younger sister lunged toward both of us, still wearing the sack. We instantly noticed that it was precisely the positioning of yesterday's hallucination. Mysterious, massive, lunging white column in the exact same damn place. We lost our crap. We were suddenly superstitious by the time that our dad got home. When he walked in the room wearing an oddly greenish t-shirt. We couldn't help but to chuckle to each other. It's extremely strange and served to fuel some pretty unhealthy delusions that we were experiencing all the time. But those coincidences were so intense, I will never forget them. That was sent anonymously. 
As a high school university student, I worked in a restaurant which was in an old Iron Master's mansion in the UK. The building itself was around 350 years old. And before it was a restaurant, it was a retirement home complete with morgue and the always pitch black attic. I worked there for about four years, part-time mostly, but full-time in the summer breaks. There would always be the feeling of never quite being alone, even if it was just me in the restaurant and a lone manager in the office. I would often hear floorboards creaking above, sounding like people walking over them, to the point that I would go upstairs and investigate. In my peripheral vision, I often would catch the motion of someone turning the corner out of my sight, as if someone was walking away from me. Again, this was to the point where I would walk around the corner to ensure no customers or other staff members were there. The running joke between the staff was that the ghost was called Mary. If anyone reported anything strange, it was just brushed off as Old Mary again. One night, one of the managers organized a psychic evening. The night pretty well witnessed planned, and at the end, the psychic had a little Q&A. The organizing manager asked the psychic, Do you get any vibes from this place? Well, the psychic replied that there was an elderly lady rolling around, and her name was not Mary, but Elizabeth. I was working on the bar that night with one of my friends, and the manager hurried over to us in an excited manner and said, The psychic said the ghost's name is not Mary, but Elizabeth. When he said the name Elizabeth, all the power went out in the entire building. The only light was the emergency lighting for the fire exits and one of the Red Bull fridges, which was on a different circuit for some reason. We all stood there for about 10 seconds, silently frozen, and then the power came back on. We awkwardly laughed and then carried on. After that, I always ensured that I corrected people when they blamed anything strange on Mary to Elizabeth. The story was sent from Jimmy in the UK. There's a ghost that loves my dog. I'm an artist and I rent a small studio that's on the second floor of an old antique store. The store is quite large. The bottom is all antiques and the top has a few small studios and some more antiques. When the antique store is closed, the bottom floor has active alarms. There is a separate staircase and an entrance to the studio section, so the artists actually have 24-hour access. Because she is the best girl, my dog absolutely loves when the store is open. Customers can walk around the upstairs area. My studio is in the middle of the top floor and it has two doors one on each end, but the doors are removed, so I just have dog gates. When people are around, she goes from one door to the next for pets and treats. If I'm there after hours, usually early in the morning, she just chills and kind of sleeps on her dog bed or works on a bone. In the past few weeks, though, there's been an odd occasional occurrence. We will be there around 5.30 a.m., contently working away. And Serene, that's my dog, is snoozing on her bed. She will wake up from a deep sleep, run to the door, full-on tail wag, but wiggle. She then levels her head like when she's being petted. Ears back and flat, top of the head flat, eyes looking up adoringly, and that little cute dog grin. After a moment, she will break and run to the other door and repeat the process, just like she does when an actual customer is petting her. The first time this happened, I thought someone else must be around, so I checked, but there was no one else in there. Nothing on the security camera either. So is a ghost loving on her, or is she just sleepwalking? 
Do dogs even do that? I'm not sure. That story was sent in by Carrie. So me and my friends were in the scouts. We were camping. I was around 16 years old. The site that we went to had an old army style tent, you see. It looks like a mini lodge with a short pole on each corner, two long ones in the center to give it a house look. We had a tent ourselves that we were putting up. We chose a platform away from most of the group as we were older by a couple of years. It was on a hill and you could stand underneath the far edge of the foundation it was a steep hill that you would have to climb up the hill and come in from one side. So going to sleep one night, me and him were just talking, sitting on our cots, and someone kicks the far end of my cot. But I was looking at him at the time, and I know I didn't see the canvas touch the cot. So it wouldn't have been someone kicking the side of my tent into the cot. Weird. Happens again a few minutes later. We think that that's strange, but we both go to bed. I wake up soaked. It had been raining that night, and my feet are dirty and I'm tired as hell. My buddy starts telling me about a dream he had. I woke up, I ran out of the tent, down the hill to Sam's tent, and I asked him, Where's Darman? That was me. He points toward our tent, but I ran towards the bathroom. Right after he finishes telling me this dream, not a minute later, Sam comes to our tent and hands me my hat and says, you left this at my tent last night. Um, I didn't go to his tent. He retells the whole dream my buddy had, but saying it was me that did it, not my buddy. Even saying that I, Darman, asked, where's Darman? Mind you, my buddy and I look nothing alike. He easily has a hundred pounds on me, and I was blonde while he had brown hair. We believed that we had some weird body swap thing going on. That was sent from Darman. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.